Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Well, here's the thing. We've been talking about this for three hours. As we approach hour number four, we're talking about number four, under center for the Dallas hey. Cowboys. Hey. Your DJ of choice is back. It's about time. Yeah. Because that heavy metal, metal stuff, I had to leave and go see Green. <laughs> Key had to get the Leonard Skinner out of here. Man. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Here's the one thing, and I know if I have to hear another person tell me this guy's not just another great player, He's an even better person, right? But the bottom line is that is, that is part of Dak's profile. That is part of Dak's. I mean, when Kitna came on earlier this morning, John Kitna, the former Cowboy quarterback and his quarterback's coach, he was more effusive in his praise about who Dak is than what play. Dak has done. Yeah. Now, I understand he's a teammate. What's he going to do besides Dak? Family him guy, man. Yeah. Family guy. Hmm. But, I, but it's one of those things where that is, to Dak's credit, almost always associated with him. And I'm not saying that's why you give a guy money. But if I want you to be the face of the most valuable and popular franchise in the National Football League, if not all of American sports, them and the Yankees, I want somebody I can trust 24-7, 365, and he is he that, that dude. He wouldn't have said that about you? Zubin wouldn't have said that no, about No, no, he would not. He, he, would, like, he would have but never said that about point, me. to your point, you never towed the company line because that's not who you were, but everybody's come on and said that's one thing you know Dak will do. Reliability is not sexy. It's like saying somebody's got a great personality. Consistency isn't but sexy But consistency either. and reliability is how you stay on the tracks to get where you're it, going. It, it, it's interesting, though, Zubin, that you bring that up, not only just about myself, but just in general. You want authentic people in who they are. We all know who Dak is. Okay? We, we all know that. We know, and we all know who Keyshawn Johnson was. Period. And either you accept that and you want to coach that and deal with that because, in the end, it's about winning. Is Dak Prescott going to help the Cowboys win? Is Keyshawn going to help the Cowboys win or whatever other teams win? That's all that matters, okay? And I think when you look at it, the Dallas Cowboys feel like that that's the case, that Dak Prescott is going to help them win. So they gave him his contract. They gave him his four years, $126 million, because they said – Okay, John Kitten has said all the great things about it. Yeah, that's a, every quarterback's a great person. They all are. Tom Brady, great guy. Oh, my God, he's so wonderful to work with. Aaron Rodgers, great guy. You know, he's, he, Drew Brees, great guy. All of them, that's why they're the quarterback. That's why they're paid the big bucks. You know, Derek Carr, great guy. Uh, that, that's what they're going to say because that's who they are. They don't pay you in these organizations top dollar if you're a bad guy. And if you're not doing the things that they want you to do, I don't give a damn what position you pay, play. They don't do that. They just don't do it. And in the end, when you look at Dak Prescott and you look at the situation that he put himself in, he bet on himself, as Jay Will has astutely said, several times, and he won. He hit pay dirt. He did exactly what he set out to do, and he was rewarded for that. And some people may think he's overpaid. So what? He got what the market gave him. It, he was the next man up. And that will mean for the next man up, if that's Aaron Rodgers, he'll, be, he'll get paid even more. Lamar Jackson, if he gets his extension, he'll get paid. You know, Josh Allen, he'll get paid. Baker Mayfield potentially get paid. So, look, I, I'm happy for Dak. I, I think now is where we really start to dig in, though, because now we start talking about, okay, you've secured your franchise QB. How do you shore up your O-line? 
What's going on with the defense? Is Dan Quinn the answer? Because now expectation changes very quickly. You know how we work in the media from, okay, the deal's done. Can you win a Super Bowl? Can you win a Super Bowl? And how do we categorize winners? Ink has an even drive. Right? How do we categorize winners? Like, well, Tom Brady, he's won seven Super Bowls. Drew Brees, he won a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson, he should have won two. He won a Super Bowl. When, you know, when will that time come for Dak? It's the natural place to go. And we'll see how the management of the organization helps him get there. The nat- I wonder if Tom Brady, I know he would never do it, walk into the Bucks and be like, yo, man, you know, it's cool for this $25 million y'all giving me, but we need to <laughs> we need to figure this out. Yeah, I need to get 50 out of this. I, you know, because he, he could warrant it. Because, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, if you really think about it, Terrific Tom certainly could walk into one buck place and say, come on, man. And Jason Light would probably have to do. They would find yes. him. what he says. Right? Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I know By he's working way, on a deal. It'd just be interesting. This is totally a true story before we get to our poll question. And some of the fellas, Stephen A. Smith is on the way in five minutes. I mean, you know what he thinks about the Cowboys, right? So we'll see what he thinks about Dak in five minutes. True story. The Bucks salary cap guru, the guy that makes all of their financial gymnastics work, his name? Mike Greenberg. Oh, yeah. True. It's a true story. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. <laughs> tune out the Hudson's tune into Straight Talk offering the Samsung Galaxy A51. A lot of bad jokes bucks and $45 <laughs> unlimited talk, text, and data plans. No contract in America's best networks. But in reality, 100%. Legit, that, that is his I name. just want to apologize, Zubin. That's on me because I set the tone with the bad jokes earlier. <laughs> no worries, no worries. So let's set the tone on the poll question. It's this morning, and again, we'll get Stephen A's thoughts on this when he joins us here in just about four minutes from now. He's always ready to unleash on the Cowboys, as you know. What's more likely to happen in the next four years? Dak's got the four-year deal. Win a Super Bowl. Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since January of 96 when Dak was two and a half years old. Or Dak leaves the Cowboys. Early this morning, the results were at 89.9%. Dak leaves the Cowboys, but I kind of feel like we're trending. This is like ice off a glacier. You probably can't see it, but right now it's down to 89.5%. So slowly, 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 it's moving in the other direction. A couple Twitter responses. Wayne, I'm a Cowboys fan to answer our question, but realistically, we won't be pushing for a Super Bowl until year three to four. In my opinion, we need to, quote unquote, refresh the O-line and either get some free agents slash draft picks to hit on the defense, parentheses, mm-hmm. secondary, and then M. Barsh 11. How about this? That, that, he's right, though. Everything you said makes sense. Yeah. It'll be more likely that the Browns win a Super Bowl before <laughs> the Cowboys Ooh. in this four year span, in this four year span. Well, the Browns have some work to do on the defensive end, too. The, the Browns, are, Browns are a good team, man. They're solid. They, they, they're solid. They're, they're a really good team that's growing. They did wonders in their first year under Kevin Stefanski. I, I wouldn't say that they aren't capable of winning a Super Bowl in the next four years. I wouldn't say that. They're capable. We got a call. Ev, can you scroll up real quick and take the uh, call we have here? John, oh, okay, we got it. We got to specify here. So John is in SoCal, Key. So, okay, John, are you calling from Orange County, California, this morning? I am not calling from Orange County. Ooh. I'm from SoCal, but now I live in South Carolina. Okay, all right, gotcha. Okay, different then, kind of heat in South Carolina, man. Got to wear that sunblock out there. What's the that? USC is in South Carolina too. <laughs> all right, so what should the Jets do with the yeah, number well, two pick? Right, that's what you're calling about. Absolutely. I, I want to know. So I'm going on the premises that, that, that we're the franchise of the New York Jets. We're going to build around Sam Darnold. We're going to keep him. We're going to build around him. What kind of value can I expect 
to get from trading down that number two pick and what three teams could I get the most value from? Whoever, first of all, only somebody is only going up to get a quarterback at two. Um, so if it's a thirsty team, I don't have my draft board in front of me, but if it's a thirsty team that wants to move up. Like a Chicago. I, like a Chicago, for instance. I'm going to take their one. Uh, probably take two ones from them okay. and something else to move all the way up to get to the number two spot. Because they're, they're so far down, mm-hmm. for them to make their climb, they've got to give up a ransom. Pats could be in the mix. Carolina yeah, could be in Pats, the mix. Yeah. A lot of teams that are legitimate. Even the Eagles might have to shore up from six if they truly want. I don't know why the Cat Carolina. Let's stay with Teddy Bridgewater for another year. Let him have. Let him have Christian McCaffrey. Let him be fully healthy. See what he can do with that. I don't know why. They, if you can't get Deshaun Watson, why? Because mm. people in this league, man, they can't think for themselves. Sometimes they see other people do certain things, and they get all thirsty, and they start trying to duplicate what the other team did that was in front of them. And they think, oh, we can do the same thing. It's like, no, you can't. You don't have the coach, nor that guy that you're trying to get is the same guy that you watched deliver for his team. Well, they have like six games that was in with one possession that could turn out some and kind of crazy think, number. And they see other teams like the like I said, the Jets, like the Bucks, get a Tom Brady, and they automatically think, if we just do that, go get us a quarterback. That answers like, everything. No. The dude calling the plays, the dude coaching, the dude making adjustments. The defensive line might have did something wrong. How about if the receiver ran the right route? You got to know what you're doing. These They make snap decisions. They just make snap decisions. Hmm. Instead of let – you just got the dude. You made a decision after – in free agency, you went out there and paid him all this money to get Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And now after one season, he's no good to you anymore because you thought in your mind you're supposed to be in the same place that New Orleans and the Bucks in Seattle and the Rams and Green Bay are in? No. Last couple things. If you're wondering, right now the Bears are slated to pick 20th, so they would obviously have some work to do. That's but a long if, ways you, to climb. Yeah. if you want that quarterback, as you said, you've got to put everything out there. They do have the capital. If they want to do it, we'll have to see what happens. And then also with Teddy, it's, it's saying a lot by saying a little. It's just some of the things Teddy has done on following the team. The team hasn't been particularly warm to Teddy, so we'll see what happens. So if I'm like Chicago – I'd, I'd look at – I mean, if I'm the Jets, I could probably grab me a Khalil Mack mm-hmm. and give up the two with some other stuff for them to come up to get – you know, give me a couple ones and Khalil Mack and, and we can figure it out. Right. At the bottom line, Teddy's a proven commodity. You still don't know what you're going to get with any of these draft picks. Is it a commodity that's worth going for? That's the question. Let's bring in Stephen A. Smith. All right, Stephen A., let's not, uh, <laughs> let's not mince words. The Cowboys and Dak got it done. Your thoughts? Well, I'm happy for Dak Prescott. It's long overdue. It's well-deserved, uh, the work that he put in. Uh, there's no question in my mind that, that, you know, he deserves it. I wouldn't say uh, $40 million per se. Obviously, when you think about that, you think about a champion like Patrick Mahomes who's getting paid a bit more. You think about a young stud like Deshaun Watson. Uh, but nevertheless, it's what the market allowed. With Russell Wilson getting paid what he's getting paid, he probably deserves more at this particular moment in time. Uh, Aaron Rodgers probably deserves more than this particular moment at this particular moment in time without question, actually. And so when you think about Dak Prescott, you know, I've always thought like in the 
38 range, but you know, we, we just, you just fudging numbers and stuff like that. At the end of the day, uh, considering the fact that he's the face of the franchise, the work that he's put in, the way that he's represented them, uh, he deserves every penny, and I'm happy for him, ecstatic for him. Um, I'm just disgusted that it took this long and he had to go through what he had to go through. I know that a day like today is a time for everybody to celebrate the fact that Dak Prescott got his just due. He got his money. Well, I'm looking at it from a different angle. Damn, that's what it takes. You got to be the perfect model citizen. You're balling out for four years. Jerry Jones is as stubborn as ever and, and made you wait and wait and wait. You got a nasty injury. Then you, you, your future's up for grabs at that particular moment in time. We're wondering how healthy you're going to be, whether or not Jerry Jones is going to give you the money, et cetera, et cetera. I just think that on, 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 in one sense, I'm incredibly happy for him. But in another sense, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of disgusted at the fact that it actually took this. And to me, it's reminiscent of back in the early 90s when Emmitt Smith had won a Super Bowl championship and Jerry Jones decided not to pay him and to play hardball with him. And then they went 0-2. And, and Jimmy Johnson came in there and just threw up his hands like, you know, like I'm helpless and stuff. And then Jerry Jones ultimately paid Emmitt Smith the largest uh, contract for a running back in NFL history at that particular moment in time. And that press conference, if you go back to footage of that press conference, I've never seen somebody that just got a new, a new, a new contract look so thoroughly pissed off as <laughs> Emmett Smith looked at that press conference. And years later, I asked him why, because I knew the obvious answer was, and he was like, why me? Why did it have to take that long? Why do we have to go through that before I got my just deserve? That's how I feel about Dak Prescott this morning. Stephen A., who's the best team in the NFC East? Right now, it would be the Dallas Cowboys by default because I think when you look at the Washington Redskins, their offense uh, is, is, is not reliable, even though their defense is real. I think when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, you can put all your hopes in Jalen Hurts all you want to. I got a lot of faith in them. I love his athleticism, but he only completed 52% of his passes. We got to wait and see. Uh, when you look at the New York Giants, okay, Saquon Barkley's coming back. You still got Daniel Jones there. I don't know how the hell he earned the nickname Danny Dimes. I'm not sold on that. But even though I love the fact, I love the fact that Joe Judge had this team looking better pretty much each and every single week. I think when you look at the high-powered offense that the Dallas Cowboys have, if they could do anything defensively, like not give up over 100 yards rushing in 10 of their 16 games, over 125 yards rushing in seven uh, of, of, of their 16 games, and ranking 31st, second to last in the National Football League, if they can improve their running defense just a little bit and their overall defense and j- just a little bit, particularly now that Mike Nolan is gone, then I think it's one of those situations where clearly with their offensive firepower, the Dallas Cowboys should be considered the best team in the NFC East at this moment in time. Stephen A., what do you, what's your take on Jeff Lurie and the Eagles saying to Jalen Hurts, you're our guy. We are going to build around you. <sighs> I don't think it's wise. I understand where they're coming from. We let go of Carson Wentz. You're our quarterback until further notice. We get that. Um, I, I think their new coach kind of embarrassed himself when he when he came over from the Colts and with his introductory press conference. Um, it was it was very Adam Gase like. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but nevertheless, what it comes down to is that uh, we gonna we gonna learn what Jalen Hurts can do. We know he's a tremendous athlete. We know he has wheels on him. We know he's a, he can be a dual threat. But consistently being called upon to throw that football with accuracy and what have you. I'm not sure that's the guy. And I'll be I'll openly admit, I've never fully gotten over how God awful he looked 
in that national championship game when he was playing for Alabama and Nick Saban had to bench him in favor of Tua Tungvaloa uh, in the second half in order to beat Georgia. I know he went on to Oklahoma thereafter and had a pretty damn good season before getting drafted uh, in the second round. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I love the fact that he's in the NFL and he's going to have an opportunity to lead this team because I think he's a leader. Uh, but in terms of his ability to accurately throw the football, I'm a stickler for that when it comes to quarterbacks. Years ago, even when Cam Newton was the MVP and everybody was raving about him, he was a phenomenal athlete, big time. We all got that. But I always looked at his, his inability to throw the football with extreme accuracy. At the quarterback position, I think that's what you're going to need. I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts in that regard yet, but I'm hopeful. Stephen A., let's switch to your first love. That would be basketball. Yep. Sure. What, uh, what will it take for Dane Lillard to win a title? Huh? <laughs> Leaving Portland. <laughs> it's very simple to me. Um, I, I, in the fairness, you know, in the, in the interest of full disclosure, I've told Damian Lillard this. I've told C.J. McCollum this. I, I think they're one of the best backcourts in the NBA, easily top three. Uh, but the bottom line is I think that in order for them to win the title, one of them is going to have to be moved for big-time assets to join the other in Portland in order for Portland to capture a championship. Uh, Nurkic is, is an injury waiting to happen, and even when he's healthy, he doesn't play any defense, but he's big-time offensively. You see the other parts around them, uh, they're, they're good, they're better than average, uh, but I just think that when you consider the size that exists in both, with both L.A. teams, when you consider what Utah has at its disposal, when you consider the fact that Denver has arrived with the Joker and Jamal Murray and those boys, I just think at some point in time, that backcourt, it's not enough. And then when you try to compare that to Golden State, well, first of all, Golden State is the greatest shooting backcourt in the history of basketball with Klay Thompson, a healthy Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. Secondly, Klay Thompson's six seven and can defend. And so Portland with Dame and CJ can, outs- can outscore most people and they can drop buckets against anybody. But defensively, what are you going to be able to do? So I just look at them saying, uh, you know, uh, one of those guys have to go to get uh, big-time assets in return for them. And even though I think that Terry Stotts knows basketball, he can coach it or whatever, there's something missing from him as a coach. You know, I've always said this to you too, Jay. When you look at Terry Stotts, he knows the game, X's and O's. He's not going to have you unprepared. But in terms of peeling that little something extra out of you to really maximize the potential that he has available to him, I've never seen that from Terry Stotts. He doesn't appear to me to be that kind of coach. And I think at some point in time, the Blazers are going to have to look at that. S.A., with how loaded the West is, with LeBron James obviously being their AD, with what's happening with the Clippers and Kawhi and PG, Phoenix Suns, number two in the West, Denver Nuggets, they're always coming with Jokic. Do you believe Steph Curry will win another championship in Golden State? Yes. I think that once, as long as Klay Thompson is healthy, with the two of them together, I think that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter God has ever created. I think that Klay Thompson is one of the top five shooters in NBA history. I think together they're the greatest shooting backcourt we have ever seen. And it's not just their marksmanship, their sniper-like abilities from long range. Uh, Klay Thompson has post-up ability. And by the way, they rarely miss from the free throw line. Last time I checked, fouls and foul shots end up equaling up to points as well. And so I look at it from that perspective and I just say to myself, excuse me, Wiseman, I got news for you. He's an upgrade from Zsa Zsa or Andrew Bogut. I look at the Wiggins and the Kelly Oubre's of the world and others. If you're talking about Klay Thompson 
and 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 Steph Curry being in a lineup healthy together, I easily have them in a conference finals next year, assuming they're both healthy. That's how confident I am in their ability to be that productive offensively. I think Steve Kerr's an exceptional coach. I think they moved the basketball. I think their defense was underrated when they were going to five consecutive NBA finals. Um, I just think that they're not a joke, and you're going to have to deal with them. That's just the way that I view it, and I can definitely see them winning another championship within the next two to three years. Absolutely. Let's stay out west, man. Right now, you got to deal with CP3 and the Phoenix Suns. They sit yeah. at number two, the number two seed right now. Now, they for real to the point no. where they're going to – all right, no. well, then I don't need to finish. You, you already no, got no, me. No, no, no. I, I, Devin Booker is a star. CP3 is an incredible leader. I can't say enough about Monty Williams and his coaching staff and how great of a job that they have done and how he's resurrected that franchise. Sarva owes him the world. Let me be very clear about that. But I will tell you this, even though they're an elite defensive team, top five as well, what I would say to you about the Phoenix Suns is that I think that there's, they're, they're relatively young and they're missing a couple of pieces to really get over the hump And when we, we, in terms of us talking about them coming out of the West. Could they win a first-round series? Sure. Could they make a second-round series? Very, very interesting. Yes. But I think when you talk about the championship equation that you're supposed to have at your disposal, I think they're a tad bit shy of that. But they do have defense. They do have leadership. They do have leadership from the point guard spot without question. And they have a star in Devin Booker. I just think that... Ultimately, when you go against those experienced teams come playoff time, I can see them going out in the second round. One thing we should mention here, success is just a relative term because the Suns have not made the playoffs in more than a decade. So if Stephen A. says, look, you got Devin Booker, you got a coach that's moving the organization in the right direction, if they were to get into that first or second round that Stephen A. said, they'd certainly be moving in the right direction. The West just gets tougher and tougher every year, but the Suns are finally moving Mm. in the right Mm. direction. You can move towards watching Stephen A. Top of the hour, of course, with Max on first take. And by the way, this is the 30th anniversary of Michigan's Fab Five first Final Four and I mention that because Stephen A. has Jawan Howard on Stephen A.'s World streaming right now on ESPN. Coach Plus, of the year. Busiest man in show business. We'll see you on TV and on my phone. Stephen A., thank you very much. Thanks, S.R. All right, fellas. Keyshawn Jables, you've been presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. On the way, it's Women's History Month. We're going to talk to a woman who's in a hugely important role on a franchise that has more or as many titles as anyone in NBA history, whatever uh, Keys Lakers were able to uh, get into a tie last season with the Boston Celtics. That's on the way after Key has this from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, twenty four seven support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over two hundred and fifty local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Hey, it's Greeny, Dallas, and Dak have a deal. How do they get it done, and what does it mean for the Cowboys and the rest of the league? We're talking about it Tuesday. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, happy Women's History Month and the women that are influential in my life. I'll first start with my family, my mother, who has really held it down for our family. She's like way smaller than me, but I love saying that I came from her, just a strong woman. And I have to also lean on my sisters, big sis NECA leading the way for us on the LA Sparks and also president of the union. And a lot of people don't talk about my little sisters who inspire me each and every day. One about to finish up in business school and the other right now, she's actually learning how to help administer vaccines, real heroes in medical school. And so, you know, shout out to my baby sisters but I'd also like to just say I'm really inspired to be a member of the WNBA it's the W for me a league that has stood in solidarity the 144 women that not only are the best on the court but have been great social advocates off the court so it's all about the women and the Ogumike household but also my sisters in the W that inspire me each and every day Good stuff. That was our colleague, Shanae Gumake. It is Women's History Month. And I, I mean, I remember when the WNBA started more than 25 years ago. I remember sitting there watching the first game. Rebecca Lobo played in the first game. She was, she was at that time, there was nobody bigger in women's basketball than her. And a quarter century later, the WNBA has spawned a lot of women going to the NBA. Man, and that's, that's where Houston, Houston. The Comets, right? Mm-hmm. Cooking. Cynthia Cooper. And yeah, swoops. Tina remember all that stuff? And swoops. And, Ballers, yeah, man. Man. And Cynthia Cooper. Cooking. No doubt. And that has percolated its way into the NBA. And for more on that, we are joined by somebody who's really embodied that. Allison Feaster is the Boston Celtics Vice President of Player Development and Organizational Growth and a decade-long WNBA veteran. So she made that jump from the WNBA to the NBA. All right, Allison, Vice President Player Development and Organizational Growth. Tell me what that job description means. Um, first and foremost, it's about helping these guys maximize uh, the res- many resources the NBA and each team organization offers, um, both on and off the court, helping them grow and just really be the best they can be, um, which in turn will help them be better players. I mean, the organizational growth piece is just really about being a culture agent, being an ambassador for this brand, helping this organization be the best it can be inside and out. Allison, I've known of you for, for a while, Kara Lawson is at my alma mater at Duke. Um, She's raved about you. What does it mean to see more women becoming assistant coaches in the NBA? Yeah, it means a great deal. Um, You know, I think at at the end of the day, it's basketball. Uh, We all speak the same language. We all have the same, you know, expert knowledge about the game. And I think we add a different um, element to this game um, that, you know, potentially men can't offer. And I'm just so happy to see, you know, this representation for our women, a lot of former players uh, who played around the globe speak 
many different languages have had experiences with different cultures, just bring a different, a different facet uh, to this, to this NBA game. So, um, you know, love Kara, love what she's doing. So happy she had this opportunity with the Celtics last season. And yeah, I'm just really excited to be here as well. Yeah. Another player I spent a lot of time around every time I, she's breaking down a play or the fact that she can remember plays is Becky Hammond. My mind just becomes blown and blown and blown every time I spend time with her. Do you think she'll be the next head coach of the San Antonio Spurs? Um, you know, I don't know. I actually don't know. I definitely think she's worthy of a shot. Um, she's put in her time. She has the respect of those guys. She's sitting, you know, um, I don't know if it's on the left side or the right side of pop. Um, but she definitely has his, his ear and he respects her. So I don't think, um, I see no reason why she doesn't deserve an opportunity, at least for, you know, many interviews and, and eventually a shot. I don't know if it's a Spurs or another organization, but it's certainly going to take, um, an owner, it's going to take a head. It's going to take a general manager who has, um, you know, a lot of courage to to take that big step. As you continue to see change in professional sports, now we see a big change in Atlanta with Renee Montgomery becoming the first female owner, former player of the WNBA. What was your reaction when that took place? <laughs> that's dope. Simply put, that's dope. It's. Um, it's, you know, really investing in, in the women who have, you know, toiled many years to, to make this league, you know, the WNBA what it is. 25 years, I believe, we're approaching for the WNBA anniversary. Um, and, you know, Renee is, has been about it. She took a year off to uh, dedicate to, to fight for causes she believes in. What better person to represent an organization to carry a torch both in ownership and in the front office than, a, you know, a woman like Renee Montgomery? I'm going to say this in a positive sense because so many people sort of uh, have a negative reaction when you talk about the intersection of politics and sports. But you've got a very positive combination of those two things serving as the sports envoy for the U.S. State Department. Uh, What was that all about? Tell me about that experience. Mm -hmm. It was uh, it was amazing. I had the the fortune of traveling to um, several different countries, the Philippines, uh, Myanmar, um, visited Guyana and, and Suriname, um, just to name a few, as um, you know, really a vehicle to to show and to share our culture and to learn from you know those other cultures. And sports was really the vehicle um, for for those interchanges. So was just very fortunate to represent the U.S. and to engage with other with other cultures. Last thing for you, what's it like working for Brad Stevens? The reason I ask that is because, you know, he seems so mild-mannered on the inside. And we're in the media. We want to know things, right? He just is always so (laughs) even keel. So take us inside a little bit here. Yeah, no, Brad is great. Um, He is is what you see. He's um, even keel, doesn't – his feathers don't get ruffled. And I I really appreciate that about him. He's able to, you know, kind of keep things in perspective. At the end of the day, this is a game. Um, it's, you know, high stakes game, but it, you know, nonetheless is a game and he has to be that, you know, calming force for the guys in, in the storm. Um, I commented to someone the other day about, you know, the noise that's going on, you know, around our team and around our organization, you know, with the ebbs and flows of the season. But, you know, internally, we could not be more confident and more uh, sure of, of what we're doing. And I think that's been reflected in the last three, three victories we've had. Allison, being part, being a part of player development, this is one of my favorite parts of basketball because you guys get a chance to spend that unlimited time around the top tier athletes in the world and see how hungry they are and how they work in a gym when there are no cameras around. What's the ceiling for Jason Tatum? I could not say enough about Jason Tatum. Um, And 
I think the ceiling for him is really uh, his off the court growth. He is uh, he's been a sponge really and been thirsty to grow in other facets of 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 himself, grow himself as a leader of these guys, really trying to, you know, embrace his role as becoming one of the elite players of this league. I don't see a ceiling for him. I often, um, you know, say to others that he could be one of the greats of this league because of his, um, his selflessness uh, off the court. Um, and, and certainly his talent on the court is, is elite. So I see no ceiling for him. I want to wish you the best of luck as you guys begin the second half of your season Thursday against the Brooklyn Nets, and maybe it's an Eastern Conference playoff preview. We shall see. Best of luck. Continue to break barriers, and we'll see you guys break the seal in the second half of the season on Thursday night. Thank you, Allison. Thanks, Allison. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Here's the one thing I just want to quickly say about what Allison said about uh, Popovich, and you got, and you mentioned Jay, um, you know Becky Hammond, and everything mm-hmm. swirling around Becky Hammond, what may or may not happen in the immediate future. One thing that often isn't talked about with Pop, because there's so much attention on, on Becky Hammond, and deservedly so, he's done it for coaches of all stripes, right? White Brett Brown, white Mike Budenholzer, Mexican James Borrego, Italian Ettore Messina, a woman in Becky Hammond. That's Pop's legacy. Everybody's going to associate it with Becky Hammond, depending on what happens. But there have been a lot of men and women of all stripes that have come in under Pop that have gone on to be like Budenholzer, one of the NBA's best coaches, or this guy Borrego, what he's doing in Charlotte, doing a nice job turning around the organization, or even going internationally when Messina was there. So props to Becky Hammond, but coach is broadening it out because basketball, as we've said before, is the global game. When I first played USA Basketball, the first thing he told me is that do not do a disservice to the platform that you are given. And Mm -hmm. I think Pop exemplifies that every single day, whether he's speaking out, people may not like it on politics, human uh, social issues, whatever it may be. He is going to speak out for the people that he feels deserve it. Yeah. And as he said, it just, it doubles down on the whole thing of authenticity, right? I may not agree with what you're saying, but if I believe the conviction is there in your DNA and your genes, you're there. Authenticity and genuine, genuineness never out of style. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Protecting small businesses with specialized coverages for commercial vehicles. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. On the way, one of the greatest sportsmen of all time is back later this week. Barely anyone's talking about it. So we will, after Jay has this, from Straight Talk. Yeah, it's time for some Straight Talk. Look, your tax return could look different this year, but you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it. So when the big carriers tell you to splurge it on the latest nonsense, do yourself a favor. Tune it out. With Straight Talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just 199 bucks. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense and tune into Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. If they want to move, we might be able to bring him to L.A., though, for the Lakers. Him, LeBron, A.D., that's your whole team in cap space. Yeah, but that's all you need in a bunch of me's and you's. Hey, look, me's is different than you's. You better stop putting us in the same category. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yes, you get it in before 7 a.m. It's same-day service. So I could actually pick it up today. I don't even have to wait till Thursday. Greeny got it in. I mean, he's been working mornings for 25 years. First thing, drop it in the chute. And we are done. All right, we're almost done. Before I let you go, having a little fun uh, this morning. And look, we don't talk a lot of tennis on the show. We actually talk more hockey on the show, thanks to, of course, Key the Hockey Aficionado. We don't really talk tennis on the show at all. Uh, <laughs> what was that? Is that a golf swing or that's you skating? Oh, oh, you can ice. Well, you, never mind. I cannot ice skate. I can. You can ice skate? Yeah, I'll show you some video. Go ahead. Talk really? Yeah. Okay. If you ever go into that pool that you don't go into and that water freezes, boom, there's your rink. <laughs> there's your rink right there. When you're done, make sure you eat, but just don't eat pretzels. Okay, last thing for you. Here we go. Roger Federer, in my opinion, one of the greatest sportsmen to ever walk on planet Earth for his talent and his grace. Tennis players will tell you how much they admire Roger Federer. In, in any other sport, you don't want to kind of tell somebody you admire them if you're in the throes of competition with them. Mm-hmm. You want to bite their head off. But player after player after player, men and women will tell you how much they love Roger Federer. Fans love Roger Federer. When Roger Federer is playing an English player at Wimbledon, uh-huh. half the crowd is rooting for Roger Federer. Yes. When Roger Federer is playing an American at the U.S. Open, right, half the crowd is rooting for Roger Federer. He is the world's tennis player. He actually hasn't played in a match in over a year. He last played at the 2020 Australian Open. Since then, he's had two right knee surgeries, and he's going to turn that mortal age for all athletes this year, 40. And Roger Federer himself said, despite everything he's got, clearly a case to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest tennis player of all time. He's not sure how his return is going to be. He's going to play at the Doha Open in Qatar on the ATP Tour later this week. If this was any other sport and somebody was trying to come back after a year off at the age of 40 and not just assert their dominance in the sport, but try to remind people that they were the best that's ever done it in the sport, it would be getting so much more attention. But because it's tennis, it isn't. But I think Federer's ability to transcend and you guys as world-class athletes being in the 1%, I think you can appreciate that even if it's a different sport, the level of dominance over decades. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. I mean, I've had to opportunity to see him play many times and some of the things that he's been able to do or was able to do on the court I you know look I'm one to believe just because you take off doesn't mean that you've lost something just because you've been injured and you got to come back from that injury I don't believe you lost anything once you get back on the court the field the clay whatever it is the basketball court in the NASCAR you it's muscle memory maybe you get rusty and you get beat a few times out, but then at some point it clicks again and you take over. That's just that 1% you're talking about. That's why guys are at 1% because they can truly do it. 
Well, Roger Federer isn't 1%. Roger Federer is point zero 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 one percent I mean, that, that's from a guy who loves business, man. Like, that's Mr. Rolex, Zubin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't, Rolex does not sponsor anybody. Yeah. It's like one person per sport, potentially, maybe even that. I mean, it, it, it's, it's pretty incredible watching Roger Federer, what he's been able to accomplish. But obviously, coming back at 40 years old, uh, look, he deserves all the praise in the world. And hopefully he's able to find that find that next gear. But, you know, after a certain point, things start to hurt a little bit more when you start coming back from injuries, man. You know, that knee that can't just respond the way it used to. We'll, we'll see. I hope he can get it. But it's always interesting to watch how that plays out. Unique insight from you, fellas. Like I said, the, the thing that really struck me the most was just the fact that when you have his resume, the fact that he is sort of like – cautiously treading back. I'm not really sure how I'm going to look. It's just amazing for me to hear that from somebody that's had that level of success. And, and on top of that, you talk about the level of uh, uh, the level of competition that he's going to be playing against, but also the experience, who he is, what he's done. That's automatically, once you win one or two little matches, mm-hmm. people start looking at that and be like, it's almost like the Tiger effect, right? When Tiger was rolling, he had him 50% of it. He had mentally beat him. Right. When Serena used to step on the court, they was already shook. They were already shook. Tyson, they said that about. Tyson already, for the most part, for the most part, they were shook. Tyson let things get out of the way because he started, you know, just kind of drifting off. But usually that's the way it is. LeBron James, KD, Steph. Look at the three-point contest the other day. Once Steph started hitting. It's over. It was like everybody else was like, you know Mm -mm. what made us a Mike Conley was like, man, I got to Yeah, it's. And that's the way it is. Right. Oh, by the way, I have something before we let you go. I noticed this, and I and, and I had to bring this up because I don't like it. I think it's utterly disrespectful to you, Jay. Mm-mm. Uh-oh. And, and, I, I feel like I know which direction you're going. You're going with the poll question. Yeah, the poll question. KJ and Z. And it's who gets your vote for the greatest wooden award winner of all I finished time? finished last. And they got you at, like, well, at this time, it was at 11% finishing last. Mm-hmm. And they got, like, Tim Duncan. Okay, he was a monster in college. Yeah. Kevin Durant didn't win a chip, but he was a monster in college. And then, what is it, Tyler Hansbro? Tyler Hansbro, yeah. Oh, Carolina guy. Carolina guy. Carolina guy in front of you. Yeah, it's okay. Out of sight, out of mind. A lot of people haven't seen me play. I'm getting a little bit older. Yeah, I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, come on, man. Do That's your cool. research. I mean, I got two I times. Joke with, I, got two I, times I, that that argument doesn't work, Jay. Did Tim Duncan won it, and he was in college before you. That that argument doesn't work. No, I well, Tim Duncan also now. played fifteen plus man, years what, in, Evan, in the Evan, NBA. Evan. Evan, if you really want to debate, we can debate. I mean, he, no, he's I, look, world Jay, champion, Jay, Evan. It's Tim Duncan. No, I got this. I'm here to defend you. I joke with you a lot about your skill set and in who played at Duke and who the top guards and stuff. When people say or do stuff that doesn't even make any sense, yeah. I got to jump on that. You like, mean guys like on, Evan who are 5'8"? 5'8", guys like Evan who are 5'8". He's a fan. He's a 5'4", 5'4 I mean, he's a little bit smaller than you. Just Fair. a little bit. Yeah. And so, in the end, though, <laughs> no, you was one of the – you need to get your respect. I, I, don't, I dare The them. Tyler Hansborough thing, I can't. That's why ah, I, you see, I said Tim Duncan, I know, like Tim, Kevin Durant. Fine. Okay, and then I cool. said Tyler Hansborough. Come on, man. I'm like, come on, seriously. Come on, man. I, I get it, North Carolina. But Tyler Hansborough, I can't let that one slide. I can't. Did you play against him? No. Oh, he's a little young. No. 
They had that. That was it. They won a chip that year because they had Ty Lawson and those guys. But I think our team would have. What we, we, we would have ran them off the court. Got to get this one in. Keyshawn Jables, you've been brought to you by Indeed as a business owner. Time is your most valuable resource. That's why Indeed is Instant Match. A sponsored job post and Indeed instantly searches millions of resumes in their database to deliver candidates who best fit your job Tyler description. Hansbrough. Visit Indeed.com. Damn hands. credit. Really? Greeny is next. White really? starch shirt that I just picked up for him. Nice and tight. ESPN Radio Plus. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 